Welcome to the Gone Girl Show with Bree and C, a podcast to help you grow in all areas of life, but first towards Christ. Welcome to the Gone Girl Show with Bree and C. How you doing, C? I'm doing great, Bree. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I think you have some exciting news you want to share with us. I do. I do. I was on the Karen Hunter show off of Sirius XM, The Urban View, which is channel 126. And they had a dating game on her show. And it was with Dr. Jason Johnson, of uh, the contributor to CNN and MSNBC. He's also the political editor of The Root. Dot com and he also is a professor at Morgan State University and I competed or with two other women uh, nationwide it was a really fun experience and Dr. Jason chose me to go on a dinner date with he's single I'm single everyone's single and people are just making new connection making new friendships and I look forward to the dinner date with Dr. Jason Johnson which should be happening soon so i will be reporting to you and the listeners once we go on our dinner date i know that he wants to put it on the facebook live i'm unsure i said to him i was like don't put it on facebook live let's put the nuptials on facebook live although it's cheesy <laughs> I <should be. laughs> oh i get out there like that i don't you're gonna come at me like that i got something for you so i shall keep you posted on how the dinner date goes but it's been very fun and exciting and he seems like very much a gentleman so it should be a very fun opportunity and thanks again karen hunter i appreciate the opportunity oh wow that's awesome yeah you're gonna definitely have to keep us um up to date with what (laughs) happens i'm curious now you got our listeners curious we're all (laughs) invested in this now so (laughs) yeah i got a team behind me absolutely (laughs) and what's so funny brie like i said to you off air or off this podcast is they wanted to introduce him to the beautiful actress Yvette Nicole Brown, who's wonderful and she's also single. And he said that he met a lovely lady from the dating game, which he was referring to me in case any of the listeners are listening and he's looking forward to our dinner date. So this is going to be fun and it's going to be a wonderful experience. And I look forward to reporting back to you and our listeners as to how it was to have a dinner date with Dr. Jason Johnson. So He's making his arrangements to come up in my neck of the woods. And I thought that was very nice of him to do that. And Karen Hunter's show is picking up the tab for this dinner. So that's really cool. That is so cool. <laughs> God is good. Yes. <laughs> What's going on with you, Bree? Well, what was also a fun and wonderful experience is the interview we recently did with a Clean Ears podcast hosts Sarita and Simone so I'm looking forward to sharing that Uh, this is just after rhetoric that I was able to watch I stayed up late last night and watched it (laughs) because it started at 7 in California so that was about 10 o'clock here on the east coast but I do this every year so it was worth it. The replays will be on YouTube. And we talked about rhetoric a little on past episodes. So even though we, I, I was up pretty late, I was, we still were, had a great conversation with, with Clean Ears earlier. We hope you uh, enjoy the interview with them. Welcome to the Gone Girl Show with Bree. And C. I'm so excited today. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. We have two awesome guests today. We have the Clean Ears show host, 
Their names are Sarita and Simone. And Queen Ears is a podcast that shows you the dopest Christian music and new artists. They have real conversations with young adult believers tackling life from a Christian perspective. They are all about the new and innovative movements in the Christian world. They also have YouTube videos, a blog called The Collective, and make awesome monthly Spotify playlists you have to check out. Their website for the podcast is cleanearsshow.com, and it has links to all of their resources. Welcome to the Go and Grow Show, Sarita and Simone. Hey. Hey. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much for joining us. How are you all doing? I just had a cup of coffee, so I'm wonderful. <laughs> I am going to have a cup of coffee, so I'll also be great. So, yes. <laughs> Excellent. Glad. We're so glad to have you guys on the podcast. Thank you again for joining us, Sarita and Simone. So tell us more about yourselves and your podcast, Clean Ears. Um, uh, well, about um, ourselves, I guess I'll speak for myself. Um just always been a hip hop fan for the longest since childhood, since sneaking and listening to it without my parents' permission to being old enough to buy my own and go to concerts and not care about their opinions and stuff. And (laughs) once I rededicated my life to Christ, I was struggling with what to listen to. And it was, I just really didn't feel like God had it for me to give up an art form that I loved. And so I started digging deep into the interwebs and was able to find a lot of really dope music. And after all of that Googling and all of that searching, I figured, why don't I share what I found with people so that they don't have to go through all of that? If this content is available, let me make it easy for them to find. And then um, having a friend in Saritha, she felt passionate about the same thing. And she was like, uh, yeah, (laughs) let's do it. And um, that's just me, just a girl who loves rapping Jesus and just putting it all together for his glory. Amen. Awesome. Okay, so this is Saritha. I am born and raised in California. I was born and raised in the church. And so I definitely had that mentality when I was young that, you know, there's secular music and then there's Christian music and Christian music was all worship music when I was growing up. And then we had like, new genres start to be introduced to the Christian world and my whole life changed, especially when I was a teenager and got into college. And that was the type of music that would really keep me and that would inspire the people around me to kind of be interested in what I was doing. Um, mm-hmm. When I rededicated my life when I was out here in Atlanta, I really got back into searching for that type of music. I got into a small group where I met Simone And I found myself being the person people would ask about music or playlists or, hey, we're having an event. What could we listen to? Or, hey, we're going to hang out. Sarita, I know you have some music. Can you, you know, make us a CD back when people used to ask for that type of thing? (laughs) Um, So um, once the idea of a podcast came up, uh, Simone asked if I'd be interested. And, of course, I would because this is just type of creative thing that – we just love to tackle and it's just become a thing where we're able to share about not just about music, but about our lifestyle, about how we as, I guess, millennials, because they did raise that age to where we are, um, have we tackled the world, how we uh, think about politics through Christian lens, how we think about our lives, about work, about all other topics. And it's really been something that we enjoy and has been moving forward for this last year. 
Awesome. Very good. See, I learned something new. Saritha, I'm a Cali girl, too. I was not born in California, but I was raised in Cali, so it's pretty cool to hear that. Yay. Yeah, yeah Cali girls. Um, so um, is there... Since, yes. since we're part? shouting out our hometowns... <laughs> yes, um, please do. I'm Shout out. I'm from Kingston, Jamaica, but book, and also raised in Atlanta. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, my people will not be excluded from this. I'm so no. sorry, see, you were asking a real question. No, that's okay. I, I, I appreciate the island love, because like I explained to you before, my parents are from the islands, from Haiti, so I can appreciate that, so that's awesome. My mm-hmm. next question to you guys, <laughs> you guys are fun, I love having you guys on. Is there a particular scripture or person in the Bible that gives you guys strength Okay, I'm going to jump on first. Um, my particular person in the Bible is definitely Deborah. She is a judge in the Old Testament. I know a lot of people like to skip all of that, but she was amazing because she was a woman who led the children of Israel. And I feel like, especially as a woman in the church, she's had um, leadership moments. I feel like it's important for us to remember that women have had times when they have led in the church and done well. And even in her story, another woman was instrumental to the battle that happened for the children of Israel. So I feel like we need to encourage our women to take leadership positions in the church because they are valuable and always have been valuable to the body. That's awesome. Someone that I relate to a bit is um, Jacob. Um, His overall just struggle and can't get rightness <laughs> is something that I I relate to a bit because I um not so much now even though I still have my moments um struggled for a while with just not not making good decisions and kind of being a little bit all over the place and I like that his relationship with um with God is not the most everything was wonderful and yay amen but there was a lot of struggle involved, a lot of confusion, a lot of I'm going this way. Oh, wait, no, I'm going this way. A lot of wrestling and things like that. And I felt like I had a lot of that in my journey of growing with Christ, especially in the beginning. And while it was I feel like it was a little bit more gentle than, than Jacob's story, I still um, relate a lot to to just his resilience and even sometimes his moments of feeling a little bit broken and feeling a little bit down, but how God just continued to bless him and carry him and be with him. And, um, that, yeah, that, I, that's something that really resonates with me. Man. Excellent. Now, as all three of us know, this world is crazy and so much going on every day, every minute, actually. What do you guys like to do to like unwind and, just have fun and let loose despite all this craziness taking place around us? For me, it's family time Mm. because there's nothing like being with the people who have known me since forever. And regardless of what's going on, there's always a love that's really genuine that I can get from my mom and from my sisters and from my nephews. And Saritha can attest to the fact that my smallest nephew just gives the best hugs Oh. And, <laughs> and it just you feel so special until he goes and hugs the next person the same way and then you're like wait oh. but <laughs> but there's just something about being in that space and just being loved on by my family it just reminds me like you know what in the middle of all these shenanigans mm-hmm. I'm okay I have a really solid team they mm-hmm. would do anything for me and vice versa and even though things may get crazy we're we're still 
together and I don't feel isolated and left to process things on my own, we do talk some of these things through. And sometimes we have, you know, different opinions, which is it's fine. But I get really centered when I can hang out with my family and feel comfortable talking these things out with them. And what about you, Saritha? Well, my family is spread out all over. So I always envy when Simone gets to have those moments. Uh, For me, it's definitely how I unwind is the music. Like the place between my headphones is a sacred space. It's where I don't have to think about anything else. If I can just, you know, find the groove and just chill, you know, turn the lights down, put some candles on and just get back into myself and try to remember that even though this world is crazy, a lot of it does not... is not involved in my day to day. And I can kind of distill things to like, what do I, what can I do right now to make myself feel better? Can I write it out? I do write a lot. Can I, you know, yell it out if I need to, can I sing it out? Can I dance it out? Like, I feel like it's important to remember that even though all of this stuff is important and we do need to like resist and be informed and all of those things, we also need to remember that, Hey, today, I need to go grocery shopping. So let me focus and not be so intent on saving the world and Mm. maybe just go grocery shopping and just chill out and enjoy my immediate surroundings. Man, that's good advice. Excellent. So I follow you guys also on Twitter and uh, I saw you guys discuss the mask off challenge and curious to know, tell our listeners what exactly is a mask off challenge that you guys are doing? It's a challenge that was started by our editor-in-chief. We talk about him on the show all the time. His real name is Daryl Dawson, even though we call him Abiding. Uh, I don't even know who Daryl is. I don't know that name. (laughs) I know, right? That's why I have to throw AKA Abiding. People are like, oh, oh, him. Um, And he just wanted us to, um, he wanted to show that it's okay to show your testimony in progress. A lot of times we talk about things that, God has already taken us through things that we've already gotten past. And it's easier to talk about it when you're on the other side of it. But he says, sometimes we're still in it and God can get the glory there too. And it also benefits us and helps us get to our healing if we are open and transparent about it. Definitely within a safe space, but he just feels like it's super important to share. And and I agree. It was um, writing my piece was very, very difficult, but being able to actually share something that I'm going through now. I do have that thought of when people see me or see my pictures or anything like that, if it's filtered through a lens of what I've shared. And I think that's a scary thing that we all feel when we share something that's really, really, that's a deep struggle or a long time struggle and especially a current struggle. But it's been freeing to be able to get that off my chest and just say, you know what? Every day I'm walking this out and I'm living mask free and this is just the reality of what I'm going through and everything's okay and God still gets the glory. And that was his goal. So, so far now we have four pieces that have been written. We've got um, his was first, then mine, then um, Liz Holland, who's been a longtime contributor to the collective. And then also Courtney, our program director, who um, couldn't be with us today, but she sends her love. And um, yeah, that's that's what the challenge is. It's encouraging people to live mask free and not feel like hiding our issues is the way to deal with them. But understanding that sharing them is exactly what we need to do to get free. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Being transparent 
is something we, you know, sometimes don't see in the Christian culture, especially, like you said, things we are going through. It's easy, you know, to get up and say, you know, God delivered me from this. But when you're in the thick of it, when you're still struggling, you, you like you said, you open yourself up to um, potential criticism or um, even hopefully not judgment. You're putting yourself out there and letting people know, okay, this is what I'm going through. This is what God is helping me with. There, I'm sure there's people out there that can identify with you and knowing that if you are trusting God to help you with this thing, then they can trust God to help them with that as well. So that is amazing. And we definitely recommend um, you all checking out the Mask Off Challenge and just checking out their, their website and just seeing all the things they have going on. So that's great. You all are, are sharing that. Yes, come on over to the site, y'all. Yeah. Come <laughs> over. Most definitely. <laughs> well, getting into our topic, we wanted to discuss um, today a little about how God works things um, things in our lives for our good. And I wanted to start off with uh, Matthew 5.45. It says, He causes His Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Sometimes we expect um, things to go perfectly, but that's not always the case. Um, We even can associate being blessed or in the will of God with prosperity. You know, we have um, the prosperity preachers kind of say, if you sow your seed, you know, uh, the windows of heaven are going to open and all these things are going to happen in your life. and You're never going to have a bad day ever again. But we know that's not the case. If so, I mean, if you think about it, the disciples um, that walk with Jesus, they would, should have been the most pro- prosperous, um, most richest people around. But instead, um, their life, they faced a persecution. They faced all different types of trials that they went through. Fortunately, in our day-to-day lives um, in, here in America, we aren't facing um, persecution, but there are trials that we go through. Have you come to that realization that you know life isn't perfect um, I know in one of your YouTube videos, you all talked about how you all lost your jobs around the same time. Um, how did that affect you and um, especially um, impact your faith? <laughs> well, I guess I'll go first since I was the first one to kick it off for the group. It was one of those things where I somehow just knew from the beginning that God was going to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what. I didn't know what. I was just there was something in me that just could not worry. I mean, worry tried, but um, I just knew I was like, okay, God is going to do something. And I was even surprised by how optimistic I felt, but I was like, that feels way better than worrying about it. So what if I were to decide not to worry? And so I just decided to posture my life around that. And it was very, very hard. I think that, you know, it's easy to hear like, oh, you lost your job and decided to have faith. Okay, that sounds super simple. No, (laughs) there were some hungry moments. There were some moments where I'm just like, I don't see how this is going to pan out. This is not looking good. And that was, and then, you know, we're still, the podcast was brand new. I actually got laid off the same week that our first episode dropped. And so it's like, we're still trying to like encourage people and put together this show and walk out this vision that God gave us. But in the meantime, I'm like, well, (laughs) meals would be nice. And knowing, and then I had to, you know, have a roommate and I was like, oh my gosh, what, how is this going to affect her? And there were so many different worries that wanted to rest on me, but I felt like 
God just wouldn't let it. I know I can't take the credit for that because I definitely had some prayers that were screened out of worry. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I've mentioned on our, our podcast a couple of times that I have a faith wall in my bedroom that I'm looking at right now. And I just put a couple of scriptures. And on the days that I didn't have the strength that those were my prayers, I would just read it and amen. And sometimes several times a day, depending on what was going on. And it was, it was definitely challenging, but, um, it was one of those things where I felt like even when I wanted to worry, I just couldn't. And instead I was like, well, what is God trying to show me now? And how can I try to enjoy this time? And I think that having that perspective and seeing how God showed up in it, it kind of helped me to, to be there for the girls as best as I could when it happened for them. My mother saved a uh, Simone, so I definitely <laughs> you heard. stop it right now. You stop it. <laughs> um, my situation was expected, kind of like God definitely gave me a hint, but mostly unexpected because I still had bills that were definitely due, and I was in the process. I'm always in the process of getting uh, free, and so I was really getting aggressive with that, and I was had just moved fairly recently into a place on my own. And so I thought I was moving in God's will with all of these things. And then you get um, fired. And then you're wondering exactly what's supposed to be happening, especially when you know that it's a season where people are usually not hiring and it's the holidays and you thought it was going to be different this year. I had so many plans. And to know that of course, God was going to use it for my good, but it was just a matter of when. And I think that's the moment when people are like, okay, so, you know, I walked through the valley of the shadow of death. Like, how long is that walk? Is it like <laughs> two second walk? Is it like dark for a second? And then we like get to the table. Like, how long is the walk? And I think for me, I definitely was had to figure out what my expectation of God was. And it made me reevaluate. Like, he is not just going to give me good things because that does not grow my character. And while I'm in the bad, what is he trying to show me? And he definitely showed me that clean ears could be a thing. And I know we were already trying to figure out how clean ears could be a thing, but he showed me like, hey, your work ethic should not be, you know, dependent on what your paycheck is. Your work ethic should be about your purpose. And so you need to be able to find purpose in whatever you're working on. So I would be, I do, I like did some driving for Uber Eats to make some money. And even in that, he was like, do it in, you know, make sure you're on time. Don't be lazy. Make sure your gas tank is full. You know, while you're applying to jobs, apply to jobs that you know are going to be purposeful. Don't just apply to everything, which is the thought process when you start to feel desperate. You're like, I'm just going to throw my resume out there and something right. will stick. And he's like, no, be purposeful. Don't just apply to 20 jobs. Apply it to the five jobs that you really, really want. And even if you don't get those, that means that you're being purposeful and you're not just, you know, doing things out of worry. You're not doing things out of anxiety, which is something that I do do. Like when I get anxious, I'll be like, ah, do this. It'll make me feel better. And he's like, no, hey, this is on purpose. So when you do get a job, which I did get a job at the end of the year, he was like, it'll be something that you wanted. It'll be mm -hmm. something that you will be excited about, something that'll challenge you instead of just, oh, it's a job, which is something that I had fallen into multiple times. 
Oh, same, actually. I wanted to add to that. It put me in a position to think about what I wanted to do. And it, it was the same way where God was like, it's not about just getting the next thing. Why don't you think about what you want? Why don't you think about how much you need to make? Why don't you think about what would be beneficial for your life? And what was interesting is I got a job and then it, that was just not it. Three days in, I knew I needed to get out of that. And um, it was and it was a scary thing because I'm like, Lord, you know, I don't like to job hop. That is not the person you made. And it took even additional faith that I had to find, <laughs> muster up. Because, you know, you feel like, okay, when you're laid off, when you find a job, okay, you found a job. Yeah. Right. And then when God told me that wasn't it, it was hard because even the people around me, even the saved people around me, you know, some of them, I should say, I won't say everybody said this. They were like, well, you know, maybe there's something God wants you to get here and you've got to just stay and you've got to tough it out. And I'm like, no, the scary part is that I know that God wants me to leave. So I have to do this again. Yeah. And and now I'm in a much, much, much better place where I'm enjoying the work that I do. But it was a scary place to be in, to feel like, OK, I had the faith that it needed to get that I, that I needed to get into the next job. And I thought that was it. And I got there and it was like all this, no. Oh, okay. And it's a little bit more difficult looking for a job when you already have one, because it's not like you're the most flexible to be able to move around and do things like when you're laid off. But yeah, that, that was, was definitely a challenge, but I agree to Saritha's point that it was a great opportunity to figure out what I wanted and what I needed and be purposeful in in the decisions that I made. Right. You know, what I really appreciate about you guys opening up and being so candid about that is how you both relied on God, like you were saying, Simone, other people were in your ear saying, oh, do this or that. But you both stepped out on faith and trusted him, which sometimes it's not easy. But you both are a testament of doing that and see how God has rewarded you. And I think that is so impressive and so awesome. And your authenticity in going through that hardship, you still reached out to him and wanted to hear from him as to which direction to go into. Right. We have to follow um, what God gives us peace about. If we, uh-huh. if you were to stay in that situation at the job you knew wasn't God's God's will for you, just think about all the peace you would be losing. You would be probably so oh, yeah. stressed out, and even though, you know, on the surface you probably could have made it work, like on the inside you would have had like this struggle. Like you just knew you weren't in the right right place. And when we're in the will of God, we just we have this this peace that we um, yes. we get. So we just need to definitely ask God, like, what, what is your will for my life? What do I mm-hmm. have peace about? What don't I have peace about? If anything is, right. you know, taking th- that peace away, we need to, to let that go. When we know something is outside of the will of God. You know, as, as Christians, you know, we are called to, um, you know, we were following God. We're being Christ-like. And, you know, Jesus, when he was um, on the earth, he was, you know, praying to God, God, if this is your will, you know, when he was getting ready to go on on the cross, he followed God's will, even though it might not have been, you know, the ideal situation for him to be on the cross, but that was God's will. And we follow that. We try to follow that in our day-to-day lives, even if it's something as, you know, something as simple to us as a job. But, I mean, it impacts our lives. I mean, you know, all of us, if 
if you're fortunate enough not to have to work, that's good for you. But most of us work, so that's a big, you know, part of our life how we um, make income. So to put that into God's hands, like that's you're pretty much trusting God, you know, with your resources, what you're going to get, how you're going to um, make money to, you know, buy things that you need. So that's great to place um, your your faith in God in that in that situation. Um, I was in a, a similar situation um, many years ago. I had a job. Um, that I was, I had, oh, everything was going on with this job. I just did not have, I could, I did not have peace in that situation. And, and I was getting ready to leave the job and I was, there was something that happened and I had like the choice to, um, try to, to get, uh, I guess what would be a good word. I want to say revenge, but try to, uh, follow up on the situation but I just had to just let it go and like follow my peace with looking for another job like if I had gotten um I'm getting kind of get ahead of myself because this was something later but if you get you know caught up in your your feelings and your emotions where you're at like that's why um when Sarita was saying earlier your work ethic treating people as how you would want to be treated um just treating people with kindness and fairness and being forgiving of others I was so caught up in well, I could have gotten caught up in, you know, trying to get revenge on someone in a situation, but I let it go and I just started looking for other jobs. And if I would have been caught up trying to get revenge, I probably would have missed a, a great job opportunity um, that ended up being my, my next job. So we have to have a good um, work ethic. Just have a, a mindset of knowing that God is with us and we can have peace in a situation because he is looking out for us, even though we might be stressed out in an area. So that's that's great. You all um, were able to share your um, your stories with your jobs. I know some people might not want to open up, and hopefully, after listening to you all, um, they might be you know more open and more transparent. Moving on to uh, Romans 8, which is a big verse people use when they talk about things, all things working for their good. Just backing up a little at verse 26, just to give some more context for the scripture, it says, In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good for those to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And that scripture really, it kind of blew me away because I, you know, we read Romans 8:28, But then when you look at the verses before that, it's kind of explaining that, you know, God, the spirit is praying for us on our behalf according to the will of God. So if it's not God's will, then it's not you know, the best for you. And I feel like that last verse kind of, it's kind of like the, the bandaid over it. It's like, even though it's not, um, what we, we're not getting what we want. It's still, everything else is working for our good. So, and I think it comes down to us, um, redefining what truly is good, um, or what is bad. Cause we might see something as bad as like losing our job, but, if it, if it really, if it pushes us closer to, to God, if it in, increases our faith, is that really, is that really a bad thing? Yes, we, it seems bad to us, but in our faith walk, it's something that's good. What, do you have any um, thoughts 
on that? I do, actually. Um, I really appreciate you saying that and even reading the context, because I feel a lot of times, especially with scriptures like those, people get caught up in the, well, all things will work for my good. And right, you're like, wait a right. minute. <laughs> Hold up. He said it'll work for your good in the will of the Lord, not just Amen. you're going to get what you want. And I feel That's like a lot right. of people just get to a place where we're like, well, I'm going to get what I want eventually. So I'll push through. And it's not that he's like, I'm going, my goal and the goal of God is not to just give you what you want. It's to mold you into his image. And so if those things are not the same, you're not going to get what you want. That's just how that rolls. So if you end up having to get out of a relationship or having to move or, you know, God moving you away from a friendship and bringing you into different types of community, that is him molding you into his image and not you getting what you want. I think we have to stop praying out of our selfishness sometimes and start thinking about, hey, God, what looks more like you in this situation? I'm going to pray that so that my expectations are more towards your will instead of my will. And then it does work more for your good in your in your viewing in that way and not just, oh, God, I, I never get what I want. And, you know, everything seems to be going against, you know, what I think I need. And he's like, hey, I'm molding you and I'm making you. If you could look through God's eyes, you would see the goal is different on this side, but it's better. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. And um, I like what you said, Saritha, about not praying from a selfish place. I think a lot of times when we're amidst a situation where there is any kind of strife, um, whether it's, you know, since the we're talking in the same lane of losing a job, it's really easy to feel like you want to blame other people. Well, these people over here were doing this or not doing this and whatever. And sometimes what I've found is that when I pray, okay, God, show me what you will have me do. And I pray God's will for my life. A lot of times the correction and the change comes within me. Mm-hmm. And, um, even in, um, getting a new job and understanding how to navigate, there's always an adjustment because every company has a different culture. And when you come in, you have to fit into that. And it's easy to walk in saying, okay, Lord, okay, I need her to be this Lord. Please just let her not be so micromanagey. Amen. And meanwhile, God is like, I'm trying to cultivate this pride in you. I mean, I'm trying to cultivate this humility in you and reveal this pride to you so that you can do something about it. And so there's such a difference when we pray God's will, because God's will will show us what we need to do. And our selfish prayers always point to other people because we're never trying to self-correct. We want the world to adjust. And God is like, you you want this world to do things that the world was never equipped to do. But when you pray my will, I can show you what you need to do just like I did when I was here so that you can understand how to navigate here. Amen. Amen. I was in a situation at one time, since we're talking about trusting God in these bad situations, work related, where I was with a company and the culture that I saw was not good. And the particular manager that I was dealing with, not good. So I had to learn and trust God to hit my knees. Father, what do I do? This individual was giving me such a hard time and my patience is wearing thin. And I felt such a peace of God to leave. I Florida, where we are, is a right to work state. So I said, I'm going to use that to my advantage. And this wasn't me. I would have never thought about this in my own way. Seize me. Holy Spirit said, leave. Uh, the next day, I went there early. I started packing my stuff. That manager, by chance, was not there. Someone IM'd her that, hey, seize getting her stuff and leave. And I, I walked off the job. I don't recommend everyone doing that. But that's what I had peace with. 
as a result, within that week, another company hired me and gave me such great benefits, far better than the one that I had. And I mean, that was just God. Like I said, I don't condone, like I don't recommend everyone to just walk off a job. But this particular situation, I had such an abundance of peace. And I look back and I was like, that was you, Lord, because I would have never been able to have the position which I am now had I not left that particular position. Yes, I do think obedience is definitely the main um, goal there. Everyone has, you know, different a different story. One person might be led to leave their job. One person might be led to um, stay at their job, maybe switch departments or um, do just do something different altogether. But we definitely have to be obedient to what we feel God is calling us to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if I could add one more thing, yeah, I think a lot of time, a lot of times I think that we feel like, OK, I've prayed God's will. God has given me my instruction. And sometimes it involves another person, especially just like since we were just talking about navigating the culture of our company. And since uh, with our recent stories of layoff, like this is not old news. So we're still fairly new in the positions that we're in and that we've been there less for, been there for less than a year. And it's like, um, oh, yeah, a lot of times when we pray God's will, we don't expect we expect that, oh, because God said to do this, everything's going to be smooth and great and good from there. And we don't expect or anticipate any awkwardness or any tension or any pushback. And we've kind of got to learn to remove that as well. Um, One thing that my mom has taught me is that she wanted a close knit family and she would always call us together. And I'm like, mom, why are you always trying to mash these people together? Like we don't even (laughs) hang out. And she would say, we're just going to keep getting together until it's not awkward. And now it's not. Mm. Um, Oh yeah. That's they, they all go out now. (laughs) But, uh, but, you know, sometimes I have to remember, like, you know, whenever people are like, well, God, I feel like God told me to minister to that person, but I can't just walk up to him. Or even like when God shows us different things, even in the workplace or different things that we need to do, a lot of times we don't, we expect that there's not going to be any awkwardness or any additional obstacles along the way. We're like, oh, it's just going to happen. Yes, Lord. Okay. But sometimes it is awkward and it's weird. And I think it's important to stick those moments through as well. And not just um, say, okay, well, I must be doing something wrong or God's not in this because this is awkward. Because I'm with me trying to develop a relationship with my team where I work now, there are some awkward moments, but it's definitely God led. And when I've stuck it through, then God has delivered something that speaks exactly to the way that I prayed. And I'm like, oh, that was weird, but I'm glad we landed here. So (laughs) if things feel a little bit awkward for a second, just stick it through and prayerfully that will pass and you'll end up getting the result that you need to. Yeah, that's a great point. I think it really um, goes into um, the next. It ties in well with the next scripture Um, in Ecclesiastes Ecclesiastes 3. um, They talk about seasons. There's a time for everything. So you might have, you know, that awkward season or but things fall into place. And verse 11 says he has made everything appropriate. The ESV version says beautiful um, in its time. He has also set eternity in their heart yet so that man will not find out the work which God has done from the beginning even to the end. So I think 
that that kind of uh, that scripture kind of ties everything together. And this is from Solomon, the wisest man that's ever lived. So he's given us some some great um, advice and just trusting God, like with these seasons. Yeah, things might not look well. He talks about there's a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to plant and a time to harvest. So there are going to be different seasons in our lives where something might seem bad, but there God is using it for a purpose. When you think about people in the Bible, like like Joseph, Joseph is like the ultimate poster child for like this whole episode. All the things he went through, he was he started off. He had a great beginning. He was his father's favorite son. Um, he was getting this uh, great coat. You know, he was showing off to his brothers, having all these dreams of his brothers bowing down to him. But his brothers, you know, um, they got very angry with him and he ended up, you know, they pretty much uh, put him in a very bad situation. And he got sold into slavery. And even when he was in slavery, um, he ended up in prison. So he went, his situation just went from bad to worse, but God had a purpose for all of that. Um, in, in that, in that process, you know, Joseph didn't lose faith in God. He even started, um, interpreting dreams for uh, people and he did it because he prayed to God. Like he could have easily turned his back on God and said, okay, I'm in this situation. I'm in prison. I'm in jail. Like, God, why are you doing this to me? I'm just not going to talk to you. Uh, it's just it's just horrible but he still prayed to God and God gave him uh, answers for um, telling people what their dreams meant and he eventually became second to Pharaoh like there and it saved a whole uh, country in Egypt from seven years of famine um, being able to prepare in the seven good years beforehand so we see that even though his situation was bad it it ultimately led him to save many people and to um, even save his family, even though he was separated from them. And while he was going through things, he still kept his, his trust in God. He still knew that God was with him, that God would never leave him or forsake him. So I think that really um, tied it up. Can you think of anyone else in the Bible who went through um, tests and trials, but they still, um, they, they, they kept their faith uh, and, um, and just grew and God used our situation for good. I can think of one, but I didn't know if Saritha or Simone wanted to answer first. Oh, go ahead. Ruth, my girl Ruth in the Bible, who was once a widow, and uh, she, despite going through what she went through, decided to still follow her mother-in-law in the Bible and was out there just gleaning on the fields saying to her mother-in-law that the God you serve, I'll serve also. I'm not going to leave you. And she says, you're young. Go out there. You need to meet people. She says, no, I'm not leaving you. You're my mother-in-law. I love you. I'm going to continue to serve you and your God I will serve. The other, I believe, I don't know if it was Naomi that left. I can't remember. I can't recall the other daughter-in-law oh, that was there. But that's right. Over, She left. She went ahead and went early on in the scriptures. But Ruth continued on, and she would glean the the uh, wheat to bring back. And Boaz saw her and inquired, said, "Who is that?" His his maid servants knew who he, she was, and said, "That is Ruth." And told um, Boaz a little bit about her. And Boaz wanted to know her, but there were some stipulations there. There was someone in their lineage that had land to be able to get to Ruth for marriage before Boaz. So they met. Boaz and this individual and Boaz explained 
in the lineage, there's someone that precedes me. And the guy said, no, I don't want that land or whatever it was and said, you can go ahead and have it. So as a result of not taking that land or whatever it was that was also at stake, Boaz was able to marry Ruth in addition to having whatever that land or whatever portion that was added to Ruth. So I find that inspiring, especially for our single ladies out there. If you've not read the book of Ruth, I would highly recommend it. Um, So that gives me strength and hope when I read that. Awesome. I think the person that I would mention is David because he was anointed as king at least 10 to 15, I think they say like 20 almost years before he actually became king. And he went through so much in the meantime, in between time, that could have made him feel like that wasn't his destiny anymore. Like, God, how could you say that I would be king? And then Saul is out here literally trying to kill me multiple times. I'm still trying to work for the good of this country. I'm I'm just doing your will. But then here we are and I can, I'm in a cave. You know, me and my cousins are in a cave mad because Saul is once again trying to kill me. And then for him to continue to strive in purpose and excellence and even in humbleness by saying, I'm not going to kill Saul. He had many opportunities to do so. And even to, like Saul, I was I was there. I saw you, but I didn't do this because I still honor you as king. And because he did that, he was able to lead with authority when he was able to become king. I think that his story was is just great in showing how you conduct yourself when things don't go your way and how you can still you know, honor the people around you and even the people who do you wrong in the middle of your walk. Absolutely. David came to mind for me as well, because um, when I even take it back to the job loss situation, um, one thing that God led me to do was to still pray for them. And I was super like, I need all of the confirmation because I really don't want to do that. (laughs) But... (laughs) It um, <clears throat> I love David's David's example in the way that he prayed such honest prayers. He was always just crying out to God, and it that was that something that um, I think in the midst of any suffering situation is just inspiring as an example because sometimes we feel like I can't say that God doesn't care about that. I got to come before God and I got to just be giving my offerings and my praise. And sometimes God be like, Oh my gosh, why did David be like, why are these people trying to kill me? Oh my goodness. What's going on? How long are you going to leave me out here? And right. I think it's those so psalms. important to, yeah, yeah <laughs> yes. those psalms, he gets like real up and per- close and personal with God. Like, Yes, because some of them he's like, yes, the Lord is my shepherd. And it's like, yes, that's wonderful. And sometimes he'd be like, but we out here, though. And I think it's important. <laughs> I, I love that example of um, being able to just pray real and transparent prayers in the moment. So, yes, yeah, to Sarita's uh, example, I would say David, too. Yeah. And we'll post um, links or include the scriptures to all these um of people in our show notes as well, if you are not familiar with the story. So yeah, there are so many um, stories in the Bible of how people went through tests and trials. They can encourage us in our own um, tests and trials and learning about their faith and um, learning how God um, came, I guess you could say showed up and showed out in their situations. (laughs) So yeah, it, it does take faith to get through life, and we can't be limited to what we see with our own physical eyes. Um, there's 
you know, our, our spiritual eyes that we have, we have when we develop our faith, even though we might not be in the best situation. Um, if we only put our hope in what we can see, that it's not, I mean, that's not really faith. But we put our faith in what we do not see, knowing that, you know, God is working all things for our good. And by, as we said earlier, our good is what's his will, not what we sometimes think is good, but his his will according to the purpose that he has for us. And his will is always, like Sarita said, to conform us to his image. Not It might not necessarily be uh, having the best car, the best job, the best um, this or that, but his will is for us to be like him. And that might take some hard seasons, but we come out, as scripture says, as pure gold during those seasons. So it's... Um, it's great to um, just read those stories and get encouraged and to um, learn how they kept their faith and we can use those in our in our situations. Are there any more um, comments you all have or any um, thing you any is there anything you all want to add? I think I'm good. I wanted to add that the God we serve is such a big God, a great God. And sometimes in our walk, yes, yeah, so important to trust him. But in our faith, we can't limit him. So think big, whatever God places on your heart, he will give you, he moves according to our faith. And sometimes in life, we can't imagine that the God we serve can do X, Y, and Z, but he can. Never let go of his hand and trust him and where you feel that he is taking you. Just pretty much the premise of what I'm saying is we serve such a big God. And I'm just so grateful that he, his ways are much higher than ours. Never settle for less. Always think big. And he moves according to your faith. Amen. So on your podcast, you all do something called, that's called What's in Your Headphones. I think it's on Wednesdays, correct? Yeah, we do it every podcast, but then we post it on our Instagram and uh, Facebook and Twitter on Wednesdays. It's our What's in Your Headphones Wednesday, where we share what's in our headphones and try to, you know, if the artist is someone that's not known, try to big up them and show appreciation and, of course, go back to the playlist that we do on Spotify. Yeah, what's in your headphones is a great way to look up um, and find new music from the Clean Ears show. So I'm going to ask you guys, um, what's in your your headphones this week? I know it's not Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No problem. I'll go first. Go ahead. Um, This is this is Simone. what is in my headphones? It's a song I discovered just this morning in my wanderings about my home. Um, it is Artificial Christian Pocket Lint. And it's all, the song is about being broke and just the different struggles of navigating that life. And <clears throat> I love it because I do love Artificial Christian. I love like their, whoever does their production, it's wonderful. I love their rhymes. It's relatable. It's catchy. It's fun, but it's very, it's very deep. And I related to the song because we're always talking on our show about being about that budget life and budget life doesn't mean being broke, but it means living like you're broke sometimes because you've got bigger goals. So I definitely can relate to living that pocket lint life while I'm sacrificing for something else. And yeah, it's a struggle, and it was nice to have a song that really just personified that for me. So it was great. I really enjoyed it. I love them, too. I'm actually going to find everything else that they've done and just make a day of it. Cool. Or an afternoon, if that's all they got. <laughs> <laughs> make, an, make an hour of it. I don't know. <laughs> Sarita, what's in your headphones? 
that's in my headphone is The Beauty Between by King's Kaleidoscope featuring Andy Minio. Um, I actually, during the weekend is where I usually do a lot of what I'm looking for, new music to put on our playlists and whatever else we're doing. Um, and King's Kaleidoscope is actually going to come out with a new album in, I think, a couple weeks. And it's going to have a bunch of rap artists over like worship type tracks. And I, yeah. I'm really interested in seeing how that's going to go. Um, so, because a lot of times if I'm in a worship mood, you know, throw on some Hillsong or some Elevation Church. And if you yeah. in a hip hop mood, then you go in the opposite direction. But it'd be interesting to kind of hear how they meld the two, because there have been some tracks on hip hop albums that are very worship toned and you can kind of transition those between the two. So I think it'll be interesting. King's what Kaleidoscope is already King's Kaleidoscope. They're okay. a very cool group because they are very different. They kind of, um, I love an artist type group where they just kind of like, hey, we have instruments and we're going to try some new different things and no album sounds the same. So I'm excited to see how this goes. Yeah, and they have some instruments. Sounds good. Albums as well, if you just want to listen to some tracks, because that's what I like too, just some instrumentals. Mm-hmm. You can just focus on something else. Sounds good. Yeah, that's always cool when you have the artists from different genres kind of come together and make something new. Um, I know it's like 10th Avenue North had that song with, I think it was like KB. And I think, was it Darren Minor on that song as well? The For Those Who Can't Speak. And mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's always interesting to see how they do that. So I'm, I'm curious to see how the King's Kaleidoscope, um, that, that comes out. What about you, C? What have you been listening to? In my headphones lately, Fred Hammond, God is My Refuge. I first heard that off of Sirius XM, and I it's a worship song, and I just get into the presence of God while listening to that one. I love it. What about you, Brie? What's in your headphones? Ooh. Ooh, lately, I've been listening <laughs> to... <laughs> Y'all be saying it so nice, like, hey, let's say your headphones. I love it. The, um, just... the singles from... <laughs> The Magic and Bird mixtape with Andy Minio and Words Played. I've been uh, listening to the, particularly the song Judo on repeat. It's, <laughs> I feel like it really captures their personalities. It's really funny, but the beat is crazy good. Like I'm looking forward to when they uh, release the actual mixtape mix August 4th. This summer has just been like the summer of music. Like, oh my gosh, there's been so much stuff coming out this summer. And it's only yes. going to get better. Um, we've had all this new music. And uh, Humble Beast just dropped like a surprise album. I guess yes. tape. Show Baraka uh, EP with the remix. Yes. Yes. Right, right. I've been playing the Here remix um, produced by Cortland Arbano, who is part of Beautiful Eulogy. I really like the little chill vibe in the song. I was like, oh, okay. All right. I can I can rock out to this. It's really cool, and we'll post um, links in our show notes to the uh, to the songs that are mentioned if you want to check them out. So definitely uh, uh, check them out. Let us know what you think. You might find a new favorite. You never know. Okay, never know. So an- another thing you all do on your podcast, which is really fun, you guys, if you haven't got it by now, go check out their podcast. Yes, please do. Yes, please. Yes, please. We we are also on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on Podbean. We're just making it so easy for you guys. So (laughs) locate it. 
and love it. They also play games from time to time. So, and I actually, or no, it was Simone posted a picture of the Action Bible. Um, I think her nephew had. Was it your nephew? Yes. My sister's such a cool, progressive mom. So yes, my nephew has it. <laughs> and it reminded me, I, I help serve with the youth ministry at my church, and I have the Action Bible Guess It game. So Ooh, there's you all do games on your shows sometimes. So I guess every I'll, time. Yeah, every time. So see if you want to participate as well. I just for the sake of time, I picked uh, three cards. Um, two, and I'll, I'll I'll tell you as we we get to them. Um, they it's almost like the game Twenty One Questions, where you get like questions describing something, and each uh, one gets a little uh, easier. I'll start for the sake of time at around like the fifteenth one, and we'll see who can guess the. And this one is a person first, so we'll see how it goes. It's going down. Let's do it. <laughs> so number fifteen says, and this is a person. I wore a ring. Jesus talked about me. I was very demanding. I was in a famine. Anybody? Any thoughts? I have a guess. Okay. I have a guess. All right. I must. Oh gosh. Okay. I'm gonna say the prodigal son. There you go. Ding ding ding. Ding ding ding. Hey. Oh, awesome. <laughs> and you won. Brand new car. No. Yeah, I want to say, what's my prize? What's my yeah, prize? I wanted the After next the first clue. Said, um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. After the first clue, I was stuck on Frodo Baggins, and I just couldn't quite come back. <laughs> I couldn't get See, it that's back. What, but that's what got me was the ring, and I was like, well, his dad does give him a ring, but that could be a lot of people. Let me just hold on. Yeah. The next one was, I was kind of wild. I was like, oh, that's... <laughs> no. So I guess that's one point for... Oh, I thought we were starting when you said I was kind of wild. I was like, is that part of the next character? Oh, no, that was the one I wanted to get to. I was like, maybe they won't get it and I'll get to read that one. Okay. This one is a thing. It says, I moved around a lot. I was set up the first day of the year. Hides of sea cows covered me. I had 10 curtains inside and 11 curtains outside. Oh, you got to be talking about like the little, uh, what was that? Like the tabernacle that they made and all that? Ding, ding, no? ding. Oh, goodness. Ding, ding. Yeah. I was like, I'm over here like, did it happen? No, no cows on them. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, no, that messed me up. I had to just disregard that one. Yeah. And it goes on to say, I had frames of acacia wood. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Dude, that would have got me. Because as many times yeah. as I have suffered. <laughs> First of all, the levels of the instructions that were, I feel like I can make it just reading the Bible. That's how detailed Today. it was. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Apparently, I have all of the information I need. I promise you, they should just put that on Pinterest, girl. <laughs> for the house. Oh, my gosh. You guys are too fun. And just wrapping things up, it's just been such a pleasure having you guys on the show. I believe, Simone, you mentioned earlier how to find you guys online. Do you mind telling our listeners again? And do you guys have any questions for us? 
Um, you can find us online at www.cleanearshow.com. Um, you can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. We are Clean Ears. And once you go to the website, it's going to show you where everything is. So all of our medias are there. You've got photos, our prayer corner, all sorts of awesome things. The collective, you can read all of our written pieces. Everything is on the site. It's a one-stop shop. Awesome. Excellent. And do you ladies have any questions for us? Sure. I just want to know, I ask all podcasters this, but what inspired you to start a podcast? Well, C and I met and C had been involved in doing radio. Well, it was internet radio, right, C? Yes, blog talk radio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I had kind of been putting together a website that was showing people um, just Christian alternatives to like the mainstream as far as media, like music and TV shows and especially events. Um, and then, I, but I felt like it was missing something. I didn't know what that final thing would be. And then when God connected C and I, like a podcast was just kind of birthed out of that. We were looking at, you know, different topics from a Christian perspective. And going to church is great, but, um, you know, in our day-to-day lives, it would be great to have like an additional supplement to um, kind of show you how your faith can be um, a part of all these things you do, like working out, um, just living um, different things in, in general. And we kind of sought to do that with our podcast. Just like you all, you all do that a great job with that as well. It's just showing how, you know, your faith walk doesn't stop Monday through Saturday and you pick it back up again on Sunday. Like it's something you do every minute of every day and just showing people that, you know, they're all are alternatives out there to the mainstream. You just have to be intentional about finding them. And we have also on our, our website, goandgrowshow.com, just different resources to show people, um, especially if you're in the Central Florida area, um, things you can get connected with that will help you on your journey. For every different interest out there, there is something that will help you um, without compromising your faith in that area. Absolutely. I want to add to that as well. It's so amazing how God will just pair people in your path unexpectedly with what your purpose is. Um, I've always had a love for like media and journalism ever since I was a little girl. And like we mentioned, we happened to meet at a luncheon and she showed me what she was doing. And I was like, this needs to be disseminated on like the airwaves because it's so awesome. Bree's such a wonderful person. And we just connected. And it's amazing how God will use the purposes and the gifts that he's put inside of you for his glory. And it's been such an honor and a blessing to be a part of this podcast. I love it. I enjoy it. And God will usually put something in you that you'll enjoy. It'll be second nature to you. So like the research, us getting together, it's just, it molds beautifully. And this is our product that God's allowed us to use, one of our ministries. So it's just, it's all to him. It's and awesome. you are amazing also, see. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, and definitely we'll be continually checking you out on the clean show.com any last words for us nope uh, <laughs> nope ready to roll <laughs> yeah. yeah again thank you so much for joining us and thank you all for tuning in to this episode we hope you all have a great week a blessed week follow us on social media check out our website at www.goandgrowshow.com or you can find us on twitter Facebook, Instagram, and our handle is Go and Grow Show. Please don't forget to leave us an iTunes review and remember, 
share the fun and share our episodes with family, friends, coworkers, or anyone that wants to be encouraged.